Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the studio for a late night bonus episode. What is going on? How's it going? It is currently two o'clock in the morning here in studio country. We just finished wrapping things up with work for the night. Uh, what about these last couple of weeks, huh? With the, the deadlines and the meetings and the working until midnight every single night. And you can't even complain about it, you know, because you're under an NDA. Oh! You gotta love life, but hey, you you do what you have to do, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a weekend, even if the client calls you at seven o'clock at night before a deadline telling you to change everything, guess what you're gonna do if that happens? You're gonna sit your pretty little ass down and you're gonna change everything because that's, that's the nature of the beast. So yeah, it's two o'clock in the morning right now we just wrapped everything up and realized that a podcast had to be recorded and as we all know i'm i'm a professional who plans ahead and me being the genius that i am was just like all right well you know we'll record when we finish work tonight not accounting for the fact that it would be quite literally the middle of the night so yeah you'll probably be getting this podcast either late tonight or early tomorrow time Really got away from us this week with the deadlines, but that's all right, you know? How about this? Am I am I ill-prepared, or is this really just part of the concept I'm going with for this episode? Exactly. This is all, this is all part of a concept. It's studio ASMR. That's the concept. I'm not unorganized. This was all pre-planned. Fuck it, though. It's cool. It's a vibe. If you're listening to this right now and if it's the middle of the night where you are and you're out there sleepless in Seattle or New York City or wherever the hell, do old glasses a favor. Pull up a seat. Light yourself up that doobie. Open up that bottle of wine you've been saving and just take a fucking breather. You can take a quick break from the hustle and bustle of the big city and listen to me tell my chuckles like some piece of shit open micer performing a late night set. And you know, we used to record pretty late just because it can get pretty busy here in the city during the day. So we figured that was the best option just to kind of avoid all of the noise in the background. Um, but I don't, I don't think that's possible long term. You know, it used to be record and once that was done, I'd edit all night. And then I'd have it up and ready for you guys by the morning. Uh, sadly, I have to stop doing that. Um, it's not sustainable. It's not a good habit to have. And also mainly because it really does seem like when you're born, you're really only programmed to have a certain number of all-nighters. And I feel like my number is quickly dwindling down to zero if it's not there already. Um, so yeah, again, light a cigarette, take a breather. Enjoyed the moment with us. Um, and you know, it's funny. A lot of people who don't live in a big city tend to think that city life is great. You know, they think it's all bar hopping and making friends. They think it's like a never ending cycle of fun and adventure. And for the most part, they're right. They are. It's fucking awesome. Living in the city is awesome. But here's the thing. People say the city is all hustle and bustle for a reason, because that's all it is. There's always somewhere to go. There's always something to do, a meeting, an event, a bar crawl. It's filled with lots of good times, great times, but it's also nonstop hustling. 
the sun rises and people rise with it. Shit, people don't even sleep at night. They just stay working. So, you know, they literally beat the sunrise. The sun rises and everyone is just like, let's fucking go. How are we hustling today? What are we plotting? What is getting done by the time we lay our head down on that pillow? And the energy, you know, it's it's contagious, to be honest. It makes you want to get after it. It's like you walk outside and there's a sudden jolt of energy injected into your veins. So here's the thing. I think, I think everyone should live in the city. I think it's an experience everyone should have. Is it a little financially irresponsible if you're not in the best spot in terms of cash? Yes, but you're paying for the experience. Some of the best moments I've ever made have been when I was drunk in some random diner grabbing a bite to eat at 2 a.m. as we're stumbling back to the apartment. Well, I can do that back here in my small town. No, you can't. No, you can't. Stop with the lying. I mean, yes, technically you can, but it's not the same. It is not the same in any single way. How do I know? Because I'm from a small town. For those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm from this really stereotypical small suburban farm town. You know, they, they love their high school football and they love their guns even more. That's, that's the place I grew up. I was a certified country boy. I'm just fucking around, all right? I'm probably going to get death threats for just saying that. I tell you what, boy, you ain't no goddamn redneck. Like, you know, so, yeah, I you don't think I know that? I'm obviously a fucking city boy through my fucking core. People used to give me shit for it. Like, it's such a bad thing to be called a city boy. Um, but, yeah, I'm from a town, you know, so small. We used to literally drive around because there was nothing to do. Like, like driving around looking for something to do was the event. Like, that was the fun. And every Friday night, it was just the same thing. We would get in my friend's car, you know, buzzing, full of life and excitement, uh, start talking a little shit, playing some music, really getting pumped up for the night. And after about 10 minutes of driving around and blasting music, one of my friends would turn down the volume and just ask, so does anyone know exactly what we're going to do tonight? And then, you know, we would start throwing out ideas and eventually we would find a party or kickback or a bonfire, which I gotta give I gotta give that small town credit. There always seemed to be like a party or something like that on the weekend. Now, I'm not saying the parties were fun. I'm just I'm just saying there always seemed to be one going on. And you know, we would go to it, realize it kind of sucked, but we would have a couple drinks anyways. I mean we figured we were there already. You know, Keystone and Budweiser mainly. And then whenever we got enough of a buzz, you know, that kind of made us forget that we were stranded in the middle of literally nowhere, uh, we would go to the local diner, which was a Denny's. That was like the spot. Uh, So when I say that there's a difference between going to a diner late at night in the middle of the city compared to some tiny farm town, it's because I know what I'm talking about. In the city, you're going home because you're tired. You are the one that's calling it quits. The city won. The city is still popping. People are still doing coke in the clubs. It's still going out. You are the one who is tapping out. So you go to a diner to unwind, eat some good food, 
and then Uber your ass home and sleep off the bad decisions. In a small town, you go to the diner because that's the only option left. You go because there is quite literally nowhere else to go. Everywhere is closed. Where are you going to go? Are you going to go back to your parents' house? Of course not. You go to the diner when you've given up. So yeah, man, that that was my life growing up, just really trying to make the most out of living in the heart of suburban America. You know, and every single day I would just tell myself, first chance I get, I'm out of here. Every day, first chance I get, man, I'm I'm hopping on a plane or taking a car and heading to a big city far, far away. And you see, you know, the the quote unquote big city has always fascinated me. Even to this day, I'll spend like a good hour or so just really thinking about these giant metropolises, metropolis I, whatever the fuck, how, you know, how they function, how to make them better, how to combat things like overpopulation. Like it really is an obsession of mine, I guess you could say. Like before I left for architecture school, I would literally just spend hours of my day drawing cityscapes. And then thankfully I got accepted into college down there in beautiful San Diego, which Jesus, man, I got accepted and I said, fuck it. Like really, I saw the words accepted. I said, say less, say I'll drop out of high school and be on my way tomorrow if I could. Like I'm on my way in 30 fucking minutes. So, you know, 18 years old, full of life, packed my stuff. And I just made my way down to San Diego to conquer the world. I moved to Southern California to chase my dream, bro. That's what I did. Um, because that's what you did. That, like, That's where the connections were. That was the first step. You moved to the big city to pursue your passion. That's what you did. You packed up all your shit. You kissed your mom on the forehead. You shook your dad's hand. And you went to the big city. And now... After paying big city rent for six straight years, you no longer need to live here. Can you imagine that? Now you can make a million dollars from a studio apartment in Iowa. That's what I learned. All you have to do is start a YouTube channel nowadays. You don't have to live in a big city. And listen, I know I give influencers or people who make a living doing YouTube and all of that shit. I know I give them a hard time, but it's out of fun. It's a joke. Building a following isn't easy, people. Does it help that they're all ridiculously good-looking with family money? I'm sure that helps, uh, but it's still not easy. Well, at least that's kind of how it used to be, really. like It really used to kind of take a grind no matter how good-looking you were. But now we have podcasts that talk about having sex in the club bathroom and they're getting $60 million deals from Spotify. So who really knows if it's easy or not, but with, you know, whatever, Hey, Spotify, since you're giving out money left and right, why don't you take a good look at what we're doing over here? Why don't you do that? I want a studio with a kitchen and chefs, and I want a wait staff who worships the ground I walk on. That's what I need. I told you all last week, it wouldn't take much, $25 million after taxes. That's less than what you just paid for Call Her Daddy. I can make merch. I could bring on a co-host and then publicly cut ties with them. Whatever it is you need me to do, I'm in. You need me to support Elizabeth Warren? Done. It wouldn't be that hard. I voted for Bernie twice. It's not that big of a jump. 
which by the way like as a side note i love when people tell me that my podcast comes off as a little bit of a conservative podcast you know but they won't come right out and say it you know i'll be talking to someone and they'll just be like yeah man so i i like your podcast uh you really seem to have a real traditional way of thinking that's the that's the code for conservative traditional you really have a traditional way of thinking and i'm like yeah i i guess you can say it's pretty traditional if you consider free health care and voting for bernie sanders not once but twice traditional um but anyways back to the positivity um back to cities a lot of people right now are arguing that major cities are about to be complete ghost towns, you know, just from the dramatic increase in crime and poverty and how the elite class are fleeing the city, which, hey, you know, these are fair points. Cities are in pretty bad shape as a whole. I'll give you that. The metropolis stock is certainly down, but I don't think cities are going to die completely. But I think something that's really worth talking about just from how obvious it's become, which is just how little of important these places are now. You know, they used to almost be essential to really try to take that next step. You know, you used to have to go to New York or LA to become famous, to gain a following, to get your name out there. But now, not so much. And, you know, obviously, if you get big enough or whatever the fuck, uh, you're going to have to go to head to New York or Los Angeles at some point. But as for the day-to-day, you really don't have to be there. You can do it remotely and then just fly in whenever you need to. A $500 plane ticket is a lot less expensive than paying $5,000 a month in rent. But again, I wouldn't take it as far as saying that cities will become vacant or irrelevant for that matter. Like, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Because people are always going to be there. Someone with money will always be there to pay. Take New York, for example. It's gotten to a point where it's so expensive, it's basically unlivable. Like, I don't know how people do it day to day there. I really don't. And if you're from there or if you've lived there, please write in and let us all know. Let us know what you did for work. Did you have roommates? How shitty was your apartment? All of those juicy details. Share your knowledge and experience to the world. So yeah, it's really just become too expensive for a lot of people to live in, you know, and for those that can't afford to swing it there, they just ask themselves, why would I, you know, why would I want to waste an irresponsible amount of money on rent and basically be house poor and have to live off of one slice of pizza a day? They, they, no one wants to do that. That sounds ridiculous. But again, someone will pay for it, for the experience. Someone will gladly pay the $50 million it costs for a penthouse in Manhattan. No problem. It's not like there's a shortage of money. I mean, for our country, maybe, but not for the billionaires around the world. Some oil family from overseas will buy it. Some kingpin in a Latin American country will buy it. That's what will happen. Cities aren't going away. I promise you there is no shortage of upper middle class people who will gladly pay $3,000 a month on rent so that they can get the city experience of bar hopping on Saturday nights and then grocery shopping hungover at Whole Foods on Sunday morning. That's what they want. 
Uh, speaking of Whole Foods people, uh, I had to go there a couple of days back, which, let's be honest, the true mark of gentrification is either a Whole Foods or a Starbucks opening in your borough. And that's a goddamn fact. If you live in a neighborhood and one of those places pops up, you need to know that your rent is about to double or even triple. Like, I fucking hate Whole Foods. I, I hate it. It's just like, can we please stop with this organic horseshit? Is it never enough? We get it, okay? We get it. You're healthy. You like to pay two extra dollars so you can obnoxiously and pretentiously tell your friends that you eat all organic. Which, let's be honest, it's not organic. Yeah, they say it is, but it's the same shit. No. Organic isn't sprayed with preservatives. Please, shut the fuck up. Okay? Stop. I don't need a white person to mansplain how the fruit industry works. I'm Hispanic, for Christ's sake. It's in my blood. Really? Organic is different? And how do you know that? Because they told you? They gave you their scout's honor? The company that makes its employees shit in bottles for the sake of profit is definitely not going to lie about whether or not what they give you is organic or not. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, anyways, a couple of days back, I'm working, playing boss in meetings. And then I just kind of think to myself, you know what sounds good? Some cereal. I could really go for a nice bowl of Frosted Flakes right now. So I'm like, all right, when I wrap things up with work... I'm going to walk my happy ass down to Whole Foods, get me some flakes, and have myself a nice fancy dinner. So that's what I do. That's exactly what I do. I get up and I walk my ass down to Whole Foods. And do they have regular frosted flakes? Oh, no. No, 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 no. You can't get regular frosted flakes at Whole Foods. But you know what you can get? You can get wheat flakes with no added preservatives or sugar who wants that who the fuck wants that but it's healthy who who gives a fuck it's cereal it's supposed to be filled with processed sugar stop stop needing everything to be organic so that you can lie to yourself and say it's healthy when you're eating six fucking cauliflower pizzas for dinner enough enough okay so yeah i was just supposed to go in there buy my fucking cereal and leave quick painless to the fucking point they don't have it they don't have it so i'm just like all right you know what fuck it i'll just get this organic one and leave i'll put sugar in at home and i make my way to the checkout line i'm waiting for the person in front of me to finish no one is behind me airpods in podcast going not bothering anyone which that's how it should be by the way you should just shut your fucking mouth keep to yourself and get on with your day no need for theatrics nothing just keep the keep shit moving that's really what you need to do that's your job as a human and again all i have is this one box of cereal that's it so i put it down on the little platform the little treadmill thing that they use and then, you know, out of nowhere, this. <laughs> the little treadmill thing, dude. The fuck it. What's it called? Does anybody know what it's called? Is it the belt? Oh, 
the the conveyor belt or whatever wherever you put your groceries down people i just put my one box of cereal on this little conveyor belt thing and this guy comes up behind me with a basket and he just starts putting things down right behind mine like right behind it like his shit was literally touching mine mind you there's no one else behind him there's no reason why he needs to be that close and again I hate interacting with people, so I just grab my box and I move it up like two feet, two feet away, just so there's a little gap for the lady working the register to know that we aren't together. So this guy, he puts all his shit down right behind mine. I move it up a bit, no problem. The person in front of me leaves, and now it's my turn. She grabs my box of cereal and scans it, and then she goes and starts grabbing the other guy's stuff Because that's how close it is. And I'm like, oh, no, that's not mine. That's his. Like, that's how close it is. You know, and she's like, okay, no biggie. So I pay, grab my one fucking bag. And as I'm about to churn to leave, the guy who was behind me loudly says, huh, taking up all that space over one little box of cereal. And as soon as he said this, I make eye contact with the cashier and I give her this look like, 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 is this guy fucking serious? Like, like, even she couldn't believe he said that. Like, there's no reason to say that. It's over. There was no, like, there's no issue whatsoever at all. And you know what I should have said? I should have turned around, looked him in his eyes, and told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> but did I do that? No. No. Because therapy. I'm trying to be a bigger person. You know, apparently I, apparently I have an anger problem that I need to work on. So I just walk away. I just walk away. But people, I swear to God, the murderous thoughts I was having, the things I wanted to tell this man. Yeah, I'm taking up a lot of space. How about you, you fat midget fuck? With your nine bottles of kombucha so you can lie to yourself as you scarf down your seventh cheeseburger that you're healthy because you drink kombucha every morning on your way to fucking work where you work in a piece of shit cubicle. Fuck you, I'm taking up a lot of space. I have one item. You ever think about that, you miserable, coward prick? Saying it as I'm walking away. What kind of a man does that? Um, this is why I'm going to die at 38 people because I just can't, I can't get, I can't let it go. I can't get over shit. Most people would just let it roll right off their shoulders. Like they would just let it go. Not me though. Not me. Old glasses can't do that. Oh no, 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 no. This is one of those things that I will be thinking about during the birth of my first child. So yeah, I guess I, I guess I have a little bit of an anger problem. Um, anyways, Whole Foods people, uh, Whole Foods really is the kiss of death for a lot of people because it means people like that ignorant fuck are going to be coming in with their overpriced Porsches and their manifest destiny mentality and act like it's now all theirs because they pay an obnoxious amount of rent. That, that guy, that piece of shit guy, that's the type of people who are taking over cities. 
It's sacks of shit like him who are gentrifying the whole goddamn neighborhood. I guess what I'm trying to say is that is that we're at war, people. We're at war. And it's not with terrorists overseas. It's not with foreign militant groups strapped with AKs and rocket launchers. No. This enemy is much worse. This enemy is right here in this country. This enemy wears Lululemons to Whole Foods every Sunday morning. This enemy used to be one of us, regular people, just like you and me. We invited them into our neighborhoods and we trusted them with our food. All the while, they weren't befriending us. They were infiltrating us. They weren't trying to make the neighborhood better. They weren't trying to be friends. They were our enemies. Because the greatest enemy, both domestic and abroad, is the Whole Foods market. So boycott Whole Foods. It's time. That's the next, that's the next uh, move. That's the next uh, progressive strategy that we're taking. Boycott Whole Foods. That place sucks. They don't even have ZOA Energy, which, by the way, uh, if you haven't tried it, if you haven't tried ZOA Energy, please do yourself a favor and try it. And for those of you that have never heard of it, it's The Rock's new energy drink. No sugar added, no preservatives, um, mellow caffeine buzz. I fucking love it. I drink it every day. Um, it really has been helping me get through the past couple of weeks, people. And I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, did he get a sponsor? Uh, no, this is not an ad. Sadly, I wish it was. I would die of happiness if this podcast started being sponsored by The Rock's energy drink. Like if Zoa just sent me cases every single month to sponsor this podcast, I would I would die of happiness. That's nirvana for me. That's the kind of sponsorship this podcast is missing. Mr. Johnson, if you're listening, please do me a favor. Matter of fact, do yourself a favor and have Zoa sponsor this podcast. I'm not asking for much. Maybe just a couple of cases of ZOA every couple of weeks. A few bucks here and there. And then you let me do the rest for you. You let me be the brand ambassador on the podcast front. Listen to me, Rock. I'm telling you, this is the last puzzle piece you need. You have the looks. You have the career. You have the talent and the entrepreneurial spirit. The only thing you're missing is the podcast market. So please get in on the ground floor. You will not regret it. Actually, people, you know what? Let's fucking do it. Let's do it. Let's get The Rock's ZOA to sponsor this podcast. Please, as your cult leader, as the most influential person in your life, uh, I'm, not, I'm not ordering you. I'm, I'm guiding you. I'm guiding you along your spiritual journey towards enlightenment. It just so happens the first step towards enlightenment is getting ZOA to pay me money. Uh, so please do me a favor and share this podcast on your Instagram story, on your Twitter, tag The Rock and ZOA and just say, hey, sponsor this podcast. That's all you got to do. You know, also feel free to follow me on my socials at The Angel Bernard. Uh, nothing too crazy. That's the homework I'm giving you this week to get me a sponsorship by ZOA. Anyways, people, that's really going to do it uh, for this week. I'm sorry that the podcast was a little late. It's been a really fucking long couple of days. Yeah, so I guess I'll just talk to you in a couple of days. 
the plan is to just get back on track this Thursday with episode 19. I'm really excited to show you guys really what we have in store over the next couple of months. I really think that you guys are going to like the direction this podcast is heading in. Um, And you know who else will love it? Your parents, your cousins, your aunts, the stranger on the bus. Tell them to follow this podcast. Just keep getting the word out. Again, I'm sorry the podcast is late. I'm doing the best over here. It's 2 o'clock in the fucking morning. Anyways, I love you guys. I will see you all in a few days. Have a good one. Stay strong. Stay positive. Not really. And just laugh your way through this bumblefuck we call life, I guess. Anyways, positive note. Love you guys. See you next week.